Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing, Act Local will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin features a new tip you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome to Act Local, Marketing for Small Business. This is episode 122, and I'm the boomer gal, Kaylin Amadio. Here on Act Local Marketing, every week I share a strategy with you called Today's Takeaway. That's where you get at least one action item that you can walk away with right now to implement and grow your business. I also invite a special guest each week, an expert to help you with some aspect of your business growth. And today's guest is an SEO expert. Changes are in the air, people. You don't want to miss this interview. It must be at least, uh, I'd say, four weeks now that I've been harping on SEO in my personal interactions and networking. I've been speaking with clients who, until now, haven't worried much about it. Because changes are in the wind. Getting a handle on your SEO, which again is an acronym for search engine optimization. Getting a handle on your SEO strategy or lack of a strategy is going to become necessary. Because Big Daddy Google wants the internet to be mobile friendly. And what Google wants, Google gets. I spoke about this a bit on... I think it was the April 7th podcast in terms of getting your website up and running. In case you didn't hear that show, let me remind you that on April 21st, Google changed their search algorithm to place a heavier emphasis on what they call mobile friendliness. So what does this mean to you? Accessing the internet from a desktop or a laptop computer uses different technology than accessing it from a mobile smartphone or tablet. Many, many websites function beautifully when viewed on a computer, but not on a mobile device. If your website adapts itself automatically to mobile, that's known as as a responsive website. Or if you have a, a mobile website in addition to your standard desktop site, then you should be absolutely in the clear. But if your website does not adapt to mobile, Google will deem it unfriendly and won't list it in mobile search results. Mobile traffic can be a significant portion of your overall web traffic, and you cannot afford to lose it. So what's a savvy business owner like you to do? Let's get to today's takeaway. I promised you an action item that you could take with you now to help you grow your business. So here it is. First... Check to see if you have a problem by using uh, Google's free 
tool. So if you go to google.com, put this phrase into the search box. Google mobile friendly. If you put those three words in the search box, the result that will come up is a link to Google's webmasters tool that will gauge if your website is okay in terms of mobile friendliness. If your site fails the test, Google has links to take you to general solutions from that results page so that you can educate yourself on finding a fix. If you have a WordPress site, and you know how I love me a WordPress site, the fix could be as easy as changing to a responsive theme or installing a plugin called WP Touch. WP Touch creates a separate mobile-friendly version of your site while leaving your desktop theme exactly the same. It's free, easy to use, and also has a paid pro option that gives you even more control over your mobile site. Drop me a line to ask at actlocalmarketing.com and I'll point you in the right direction to making your website mobile friendly. And that is today's takeaway. Please connect with me. Find me on the Facebook, on the Twitter, on the Google Plus, and follow me so that I can get to know you better. And please tell your social media followers about Act Local Marketing. Subscribe to the podcast and leave me a review in iTunes. Those reviews are very important to me and they help me get noticed there in the iTunes store so that I can get in front of more busy boomer business owners just like you and take them by the hand and walk them across that technology bridge into the 21st century so that their businesses are growing. It's time for a short break, but when we get back, my guest, Jeremy Pound, is here, and he's ready to step to the front of the room. So stay tuned. Axe Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Act Local fans, this is Kaylin Amadio, and I have an exciting announcement. Today, October 7th, 2014, I'm launching a new podcast to celebrate the realization of a dream. You've heard me speak often on Act Local about the book I've been writing. Well, that book is becoming a reality. I have a contract to publish The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Soon, baby boomers everywhere will have all my strategies and guidelines in one swell book that'll help them build a map to social media success. To help promote The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media and subsequent books in this series, I've put together The Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, where boomers like me and like you can come together to learn, share, and grow a thriving business and a vibrant life. This podcast is 30 minutes in length and comes in both audio and video formats. I interview guest experts on business, finance, health, wellness, longevity, food, sex, dating, and more. You don't want to miss this next chapter in my life because I'm going to help you live yours more fully. Check out boomersultimateguidepodcast.com. So close to you right now. 
Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome back. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. And I want to introduce you to today's guest, Jeremy Pound. In the last decade, he has crafted online marketing strategies for countless organizations and professionals, ranging in size from the smallest of businesses to Fortune 100 companies. He writes and speaks regularly on how organizations can best take advantage of the web to grow their customer base. Fortunate enough to come of age at the height of the dot-com boom, Jeremy was pioneering high-traffic internet websites for Gannett Newspaper at the age of 17. From there, his experience was shaped by a number of startups and the eventual founding of his own internet software firm in 2001. With a background in graphic design, software engineering, and his continual study of marketing, Jeremy brings a robust insight into identifying opportunities and crafting strategies to make them a reality for his clients. Jeremy is also the author of The Bootstrapper's Guide to SEO, and I love that title, Jeremy. (laughs) Welcome to Act Local Marketing. Great to be here, Kaylin. I, uh, I didn't tell you before we started recording, but my background is is in engineering and the way I sort of got sucked onto uh, the interwebs and interested in, in all that goes on there was code. I taught myself how to code websites and SEO is one of those, you know, geeky little pleasures I have. I absolutely love <laughs> SEO and I know that it, it frightens a lot of people because it's just a little too technical. And for those of you who still don't know what SEO is, first of all, shame on you. But it stands for search engine optimization. So I'm I'm really tickled to be able to to talk to uh, to someone who loves SEO as much as I do. Great, it's great to be here. And Kaylin, I, I sat on a, a panel one time about social media, and I, I think I answered you know ten questions about how social media supported SEO. And I <laughs> right. thought he did I thought he did great. And then this woman came up to me when the whole thing was over, and she said, "I just have one question. What does SEO stand for?" And I thought, oh. <laughs> You know, we take it right? for granted sometimes. Yeah, that's one of the things that no matter what business you're in, as you're listening to this, you you know that you do, you have jargon, right, associated with your business industry. And sometimes you can get caught up in speaking jargon. And remember, from a marketing standpoint, not everyone knows your jargon. So please speak real English to people. Right, There's a that. tip that, that we can offer people today. So I know that you've heard the podcast before. And I warned you before we started recording that when I meet someone for the first time, I like to collect their entrepreneurial journey. So, I mean, you you started online very young, right? You're still Absolutely. a young man from my point of view. <laughs> and um, I'd like to hear more about your entrepreneurial journey. How, how did you end up doing what you're doing, especially well, at such a young age? Yeah, like, like all of us, it's a it's a you know long weaving story. But uh, you know, looking back on it, uh, I think I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. I'm second generation entrepreneur. My uh, father um, and mother were entrepreneurs, 
And uh, I always, you know, it, it, it always struck me as unusual that we got to um, travel for extended periods of time and uh, do just different things. And I got to watch them um, build a great lifestyle. And so I think I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, um, but I, you know, was obviously working for other people. And uh, being very young, being on the web early, uh, it, you could just write your own ticket. I mean, people were, I was 20 years old and, and I just knew, you know, some HTML and some pro programming and people were flying me all over the country, you know, offering me jobs because there were just so few people that knew how to do that back then. And, uh, you know, went out to Amazon and got offered a job there and, and instead came to a small startup. And, uh, you know, by the way, as a side note, at, at 20 years old, you know, you're being flown around the country and this is all happening. You, you really get this false impression that life is going to be really easy, right? You <laughs> right. just kind of wonder, look around and wonder why everyone else is, you know, talking about how hard it can be. Um, so seven months later, I got the splash of cold water. The dot-com uh, boom kind of dried up and uh, I ended up getting you know, laid off. And it, if you remember the days after the dot-com boom and 9-11, nobody was hiring. I mean, hiring freeze was the buzzword. And I was very fortunate that I, I met some amazing executives at the startup I was at who all went to, you know, other companies and they needed, uh, they needed web development work, but they couldn't hire. So they would call me. And, uh, you know, it was kind of one of those accidents where I was kind of tired and going on job interviews that ended up with a call that said, we're just not going to hire anybody because there's so much uncertainty right now. And meanwhile, I was overwhelmed with, with contract work. And so uh, out of necessity, that's kind of how I launched it. And over the last 15 years, um, the my company has taken, you know, many different shapes, which, you know, I know is what uh, several people that you've probably talked to on the podcast have done in this business because the industry has just changed so much. And uh, I'll say that I'm as proud as what I have survived in the last 15 years, as what I have accomplished. Uh, you know, things things go and it's never easy, but uh, sticking with it is great. And so at, at the end of the day, you know, now I run an internet marketing agency with great people, helping great clients and and loving to, uh, to share what I've learned. And my favorite quote that I, you know, kind of sum up my entrepreneurial journey is, I think it was Zig Ziglar, he says, if, if you can get anything you want out of life, if you can help enough other people do the same. And, uh, you know, that's why I think you share the same sentiment, which yeah. is why you invest so much time in this podcast. Right. That's that's true. I, I like that quote. I'm going to have to write that down or maybe maybe you can write down and email it to me. Absolutely. Right. I would like that very much. That's a good quote. So um, you've written the book, The Bootstrapper's Guide to SEO. And believe me, the, this podcast is targeted towards a lot of um, small business owners, you know, in Main Street, USA kind of mm -hmm. uh, business owners. And they're bootstrapping all kinds of stuff that happens on the interwebs, you know, because they don't necessarily have marketing budgets. So I think this can be very useful to them. And it's, it's something I've been talking about a lot lately too. So it really, it really fits with where my head's at these days. So we've told people that SEO is search engine optimization and without, I mean, you and I will, could probably talk about it for hours because we like it and we're geeky like that, <laughs> but you know, to a lot of people, it's a little bit technical and they're not sure what they do and don't need to know. But one thing that's true is that SEO changes over the years. It's not a, you know, it's not a set thing. It's a little bit of a moving target. So can you explain for people how you've seen it change in the past few years and whether or not there's, there's debate out there about how much it really matters on websites anymore or how much it might matter. A small business owner might think, well, that doesn't matter to me. You know, I'm on Main Street. What, what do I care what, where people think my website is? 
Absolutely. It's a great question. And, and today, if I had to simplify it, you know, Google or any search engine is the yellow pages. It's those online directories are, are those printed directories that we used to have for every industry that we were in. Um, it, it's really replaced all that. It's, it's 411. I mean, nobody uses 411 anymore, you know, to go back to the old days. Really, any, any way that we used to find um, businesses has been replaced by search engines, right? And, and it's not the only way that you discover new questions. But when, when a customer knows that they're looking for what you do, and they're going to they're go to Google. And why would you not want to be there, right? So um, it absolutely matters. And SEO has changed really dramatically since 2013. Um, Google is a product, and it's a very sophisticated product. And, and I'm going to speak specifically about Google when I talk about SEO because it's still about 70% of the search traffic out there. Right, yeah. But, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. And that is why we talk yeah. about you know Google in terms of SEO all the time because they're the biggest – player in the U.S. market and a lot of the world, but specifically the U.S. market in terms of how people search for stuff online. Absolutely. And, and you shouldn't limit your thinking to Google, but we have found that since it's 70%, it's where you should start. And, and I'll mention as a side note that when I talk about search engines for your your listeners, the most important search engine to some people may not be Google. It may be YouTube. It may be TripAdvisor. It may be eBay. It may be these are all search engines when you really think about it, That's and, a good and point. this is how people are discovering your business. Good point. So I think a lot of what you and I will talk about today, you know, has ramifications for those other ones as well. Okay. Um, but you know, SEO Google is a product, right? And, and Google has gotten better, and they've made it harder for what I call the undeserving websites to take up all those valuable ranking spots. So for for you and me as a consumer, not as SEOs, um, Google's gotten better than it used to be. And that's a really good thing. Um, but at the same time, because of that, there there has been, you know, there were so many people that had figured out how to game the system a couple of years ago. And, you know, Google, I think, just woke up one day and took a look at the results and said, this isn't what we want our product to be. And, you know, if, if your listeners are, you know, listening at all, they've heard about things like Panda and Penguin, which were these, you know, funny little names, but they were a series of updates that Google um, implemented to kind of get rid of those spammers and fix it. Um, and because of all that, because of all this talk, it, it seems like the layman who doesn't really follow this on a daily basis can be on the sidelines and say, well, you know, I don't really want to get involved in SEO because everybody's got a horror story. It seems like everybody who gets rankings gets dropped out of the rankings, right? Or, you know, everyone I've met has had, you know, I meet so many business owners, you know, Kaylin, and we go out and we network and they say, what do you do? And you tell them and they say, and you just see the look on their face and they say, oh, I hired this SEO guy. I paid him for a year got nothing out of it. You know, I mean, we just, we all either know someone who's been burned, you know, by SEO or it's been us ourselves, unfortunately. And, and by the way, I like to say this all the time. There's a, there's a lot of people in this industry that are better salespeople than they are SEO technicians. Right. And so it is a really scary thing. I get that to buy something, you know, that, that's so, um, you know, so, uh, non-standard, I guess, right. It's like right. signing to Especially go shopping. When you don't understand exactly how it works or exactly what's being given to you. It's not tangible necessarily. So yes, it, it's hard to, you know, put a dollar figure. To exactly. It. And I'm hoping you and I, in this podcast can, can get, you know, speak at a high level, simplify this and, and, and leave people with, with enough understanding that they are going to be able to ask the right questions that they're going to, you know, they're going to feel like they know when their SEO is moving in the right direction. Cause it doesn't have to be this black box that you don't know what's going on in, even if you're not implementing it. So, you know, I understand, I, I have this feeling, you know, and I have no research on it, but I feel like a lot of the businesses that have launched in the last two years just haven't even, even a thought about approaching SEO. It's just, it seems too complicated or they've heard the horror stories and, you know, 
social media and, and apps, and, and there's a lot of things that get a lot more media attention today because, because you know, in terms of the internet world, SEO is kind of, you know, the, the old pony, right? I mean, it's just not exciting anymore. And so I think that a lot of people are just sitting on the sidelines, but it's not like, you know, Google's not lost any popularity. You know, you and I are still using Google all the time. And so, you know, they've got to rank someone, right? It's not like they've stopped ranking people. I remember people would call me and say, oh, the, all those changes, you know, I'm like, well, they have to rank someone. So, you know, and by the way, you know, as, 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 as late as late 2014, I found a, a survey for the book that um, they believe over 60% of all traffic on the internet that, that, that ends in commerce, that ends in a purchase, originates from search engines. So, you know, over 60% Six, 60% of, you said? 60%, yes. Wow. And of course, it'll it'll vary. Your website may be higher, my website may be, may be lower. But, you know, I think that these, these it's just a terrible idea to wholesale dismiss SEO for your business. Right. Right. I, I often try, a lot of my clients are over 50. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this seems like mumbo jumbo and, and the technology is, is really a, an obstacle for them in, in understanding why this is all important. But I often equate it to, you know, the, the internet is infinite virtual reality, mm-hmm. right? There's no, there's no limit to how large it can be. So there are websites and every, those websites all have tons of pages and Google is really like a card catalog, you know, because people over yeah. 50 know the you know, library. You know, they learned the Dewey Decimal System, right? And you went to the card catalog. I'm going to have to Google that term later. <laughs> okay, now, now you make me feel old. So no, not at all. You go to the library, right? And they go through the cards, which now we actually do on computers. Nobody, I don't think any libraries really have card catalogs anymore. <laughs> but you go through the cards to research the thing that you needed. You know, that one book you needed or the books you needed that had the pages of the stuff that you were researching mm-hmm. that you want to know about. And that's really what Google is. It's the world's card catalog. And they're just looking for ways to sort of categorize every single page and image and video on the internet so that you can Absolutely. make sense of it and find the stuff that you want. It's a huge that, I love that analogy. I love that analogy because I, I remember, you know, finding topics, doing research in the library. And if you didn't have the card catalog, you would have to guess what was in every single book based on the title, which is impossible, right? And that's very equivalent. Yeah, Yeah, that's equivalent to guessing what's in every single website based on the homepage, which isn't going to happen, you know? And that, by the way, that's one of the biggest misnomers that I I talk to our clients about is they come to us and they give us a list of 20 keywords and they believe that they expect that their homepage will rank for all 20 keywords. But that's not what Google wants. When you search for a vacation to Hawaii, they want to take you to the Hawaii page on Expedia, not the Expedia homepage where you then have to retype in Hawaii, right? So they want they want you to bypass all those steps. And so if you're a business owner with multiple services, with multiple products, you know, design your website in a way that it's still valuable. Somebody lands very deep in your website ready to make a purchase. And and there, people are going to really appreciate that the page they landed on meets their needs. That's, that's the other thing. You can't really put a price tag on how appreciative an end user is that they got the information that they were searching for. Cause there's, there's nothing where, and this is where those penguin and Panda, these, you know, cutesy little names that Google comes yeah. up with for every time they update their, their algorithm and they start yes. um, slapping, you know, junky websites aside. They, you're right. They, they are a product, you know, mm-hmm. and they want to, they want to provide the best 
uh, search results for people that they can. And there's nothing that ticks people off more than searching for something on, on the Google and <laughs> having you know something come up and it looks perfect, looks like exactly what you want. You click on it and it's literally a piece of junk or it was misleading, yeah. it was bait and switch. And that's the kind of stuff Google doesn't want because it makes them look bad and it's a waste of your time. So people really appreciate getting what they asked for. And that means screwed right. around. Yeah, and this is something that um, a lot of people don't know, but based on, you know, because we don't know what Google uses exactly to determine search results, right? But, you know, there's a whole industry of us that are trying to figure out, and we actually look at the patent filings that Google submits. And based on patent <laughs> oh, oh. filings, we know, yeah, we know that Google actually tracks when you hit the back button. So if you search for social media marketing and you click on the first result and you hit back, and then you click on the second result and you hit back, and then you click on the third result and you never come back to Google, Google assumes that you just found the perfect result for what you're looking for. So us as business owners, it's not just about getting ranked, but it's actually about getting ranked for the right information, the right answers for the right questions. And, you know, when, when the customer wins, then we win and Google wins. And it's really, you know, it's really about alignment and not, you know, gaming the system. That's a very interesting thing. I, I didn't realize that, but you can imagine. So you business owners, you've got a website and, if you're misleading people in any way about what's on that page and they hit mm -hmm. back, they're telling Google your, your website's no good for what you said you were providing. And, and that's not good for your reputation. And Google's keeping track of that. I didn't realize that they were, they were paying that close of attention. That's interesting. We can go on and on about those little things, you know, but, <laughs> but that's what, you know, people like I care, you and I care about, want to keep it very high level, very informative for the business owners so that they don't get overwhelmed and they can take action. Right. So people, and rightly so, you've said it, they might be very frustrated with their past attempts at SEO. You know, they've gotten that phone call, said, we can get you on page one of Google and here's all you're going to have to spend with us for six months and, you know, all yeah. these things. I don't really believe that you can be guaranteed uh, page one of Google. I know you tell me if you feel differently, but we don't control Google. So how can we absolutely guarantee that for someone? You can make you can make things very favorable for that to happen, but I don't know that you can guarantee it. So what well, are Caitlin, I'm I'm listening over here kind of chuckling. We actually offer a guaranteed SEO service. That that's kind of our claim to fame. That's really wow. what uh, you know so, got us. So talk talk me into it. Tell me how, how yeah. can you offer me that guarantee? Well, you know, it's funny. I was introduced to you by, you know, David uh, who, from his podcast, and that was really what the podcast was about. So on, on uh, Smashing the Plateau, we have a whole podcast about um, myself debating another SEO about whether SEO can be guaranteed. Okay. And uh, really, you know, my, you know, <laughs> to get, not to get too off topic, but I get really passionate about this. I understand why people say it can't be guaranteed. And, and I will say up front, I can't guarantee you the number one spot for one particular keyword, right? And that and Google understands that because there's no back door. We're all playing on the same, you know, moving dance floor, as we like to call it. Uh, however, it's just my opinion that so many people in the, in the industry have used that as a crutch or as as an excuse to, you know, say, listen, you know, I know you're paying me every month and you keep showing up and asking for results, but you just got to give us some time, you know, and don't don't worry your pretty little head. We're working on this thing. And, and, you know, that's just not fair. And, you know, having sold SEO for years, I would just find myself answering the phone, you know, talking to a great potential customer, telling them how it works out, and then saying something along the lines of, let me get this right. I've got to, I've got to pay you thousands of dollars. 
I've got to wait several months. And at the end of the day, there's no guarantees on what I'm going to get for it, you know? It doesn't sound like a very <laughs> and, good investment. Yeah, I'm going to take that same amount of money and go do something over here, you know? And so we really worked hard on this. And so we, what we offer is a guarantee. So we work on a, on a set. We identify a set of keywords, which is something we'll, we'll talk about as we as we move through the podcast, I'm sure, because it's so important to have your keywords identified before you begin SEO. So we'll identify a, a list of keywords that, you know, you as the business owner believe are beneficial to your campaign. And uh, there will be, you know, a little room for error, not, not necessarily going to ring for every single one of those. But based on the plan you select with us, we're going to guarantee that you'll be on page one for at least a set of those um, after six months. And if not, we work for free until we accomplish that. Mm-hmm. And so what that does is it puts the onus on us to really take a hard look at what your expectations are instead of just saying, you know, yeah, yeah, we're great at SEO, just sign on and, and we'll figure it out later. Um, which is unfortunate because there are some people who come in, they're trying to go, they've never, their business, their website is two weeks old and they're trying to go up against the entire real estate industry is a great example. Right. And you're just, you're not going to do that. You know, you're not going to come to me and say, um, you know, I've never been in a ring, but I want to train for the heavyweight title in six months. You know, it's just not going to happen. Right. right. So anyway, that, that, you know, we got off topic, but, um, that's how we guarantee our SEO. And I agree with what you're saying. Um, you know, you have to understand where that's coming from. You really got to look into it. But, but at this, on the flip side, you know, don't let the uncertainty and the, you know, abstract nature of SEO um, make you become a dumb consumer. You know, you, you really got to understand, you need to understand what those leading indicators are that lead to the rankings and, you know, showing progress. And, and, and so I, I listened to a, uh, a sales consultant one time about building a sales team. He said, you know what, when you hire a salesperson, you have to be patient for results but impatient for the activities that lead to results. And that means, you know, the calls they're making, the follow-up that they're doing, you know, the education that they have. And so I feel like it's the same way with SEO. You should see the right efforts out of them and they should be showing you what's happening all the way along. It shouldn't just be, you know, call us in six months and we'll tell you where we're at. Right. Right. Well, I, I like your guarantee. You know, if, if you don't hit the benchmark, then you'll continue to work until you do. Mm Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm sure that you you do that upfront work that helps you identify the right keywords. You know, some people are very unrealistic in, you know, the keywords that they want to rank for. You know, like a mortgage broker who wants to yes to, wants to put up his new blog and rank for you know mortgage loans. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's impossible. Yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah, it takes, and rather you do the effort. Exactly. And rather you do the SEO work on your own, because, you know, this is the bootstrappers guide to SEO. Um, and I do believe that people can take SEO in their hands. The one area where you, you probably want to consult with, whether it's, you know, a free consultation or if you hire someone, this is where an expert can really help you is setting your expectations. Right. And making sure that you're not heading heading west, chasing a sunset and, and making sure that you're heading in the right direction. And it, I'm sorry, West doing a sunrise, got that one backwards, right. but you know where I'm going. So you want to make sure you're in the right direction. And if you are, then, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about today, I think that the business owner can make an impact on their own SEO. Right. And a lot of the things that, that you can do, uh, for your SEO can be, are very permanent sorts of things. You know, once you've done them and you've done them properly, you may never have to visit them again. And depending mm-hmm. on how, um, how much competition there is in your particular marketplace or how big you've defined your, you know, your market is, you know, whether you're just main street or whether you're the whole state or you're a whole nation or you're trying to cover the globe, you know, that's, that's going to dictate how much competition you have and how long it's going to take you 
to reach some of your goals and how much you're going to have to continue to work on it. But if you're in a smaller marketplace, some of these things that you can do for SEO, you know, they'll help you organically over time mm-hmm. and they're permanent and you may never have to visit them again. So it's, it's well, Absolutely. it's well worth your time to, to bootstrap Mr. and Mrs. Business owner. You got uh, it. Some, some of this SEO stuff for yourself because it will keep working for you 24, seven, 365. And the sooner you get it done, you know, the sooner it's going to be in place. So it can, it can continue to build momentum because you'll hit a, a tipping point eventually. So, Jeremy, tell people what some of the common mistakes are that you see companies make when they finally decide they're going to invest in SEO. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I alluded earlier about all the people I meet and the horror stories they have, you know, um, it, it really, I, unfortunately it's, it's, um, it's frightening and it's, uh, almost embarrassing when you tell people that you're in the SEO industry because of the reputation that they have. Um, and I'll tell you what, there are, some key reasons when I can almost, when I talk to a business owner early in a relationship, they've, they've hired an SEO firm. It's not us. And, and, you know, I'm legitimately interested. So I ask questions and I can tell you, I can almost guess which ones are going to work and which ones aren't right. And, and it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that surprising. It's, you know, it's, there are different ways of doing SEO, but it's been around for 15 years. You know, there, there are enough standards now that we're not totally reinventing the wheel every day. Right. And so if, if your users will Google, um, why SEO campaigns fail uh, at, the, at the top in like the first spot or two. Um, I wrote an article about a month ago on exactly this. I, I really was thinking a lot about this for the book. And um, I felt like, you know, I had this large list and I kept narrowing it down, narrowing it down. And I feel like there's these these five reasons, you know, and it's not just because I wanted to do a BuzzFeed article, you know, the five reasons, which everybody <laughs> does. But, I, but I, I legitimately came to that. I said, you know, there's about five things that I think I'm looking for when I'm talking to friends and family or, you know, networking people and they, they start to say, look, I have SEO or it's not working. I start to ask the same questions, you know, and, and you and I already discussed the first one and that's, you know, starting without defining success. I get calls every day. And so does my sales team. And we try to make it, you know, we try to make it playful without making the uh, prospect feel bad, but I can't tell you how many people call us, Kaylin, spending thousands of dollars a month sometimes on SEO and they can't tell us what keywords they're trying to rank for. You know, they, they just, they said, you know, I'm investing in SEO. I think these guys are pretty good, but I haven't really gotten anywhere. I'm looking for a second opinion and we say, great, what, what are you trying to rank for? What's important to you? And you know, the silence on the other end of the phone can be a little stunning. Right. But, oh, but it's just so that's, true. That's just sad. That's sad. It, it is. So not, not taking the time to say, these are the keywords that matter for my business is, is the number one mistake. And you know what? Let's backtrack a second and just make sure people understand what a keyword is. Yes, great okay. point. So when you know, if I, if I'm looking to um, grow my social media presence for my business, um, I might search for something like social media tips. You know, just to kind of learn how to do it myself. Or I may say, you know what, this social media thing is not mine. Um, I'm looking for a social media consultant. Um, and I may, you know, really be specific, right? And I may be very far. I've talked to several people and I'm curious if there's someone out there who does social media consults, consulting specifically for boomers, for baby boomers, right? And so you see where I'm going with this, right? Um, you know, and the, all those, you want all those roads to lead to you, Kaylin, you know, and so each of those are a keyword. And so <laughs> all roads should lead to me. All roads yeah. lead. <laughs> so I always say keywords are like lines in the water when you're fishing, right? As many lines in the water as you can get, you know, you're increasing your chances of catching that fish versus just having one. Right. And so, you know, a keyword 
for us, a juicy results might be internet marketing agency, might be something locally focused like South Florida internet marketing. Um, if you Google guaranteed SEO, you're going to find us right at the top of, of course, all of those keywords I just mentioned, we actually, um, rank very high for, but we also rank for things like the problems that we solve. Like I just mentioned why SEO campaigns fail. If you Google that, that'll lead you to us as well. You may not be ready to hire us yet, but now I'm on your radar. Right. So, you know, and naturally my second reason, you know, I really transitioned from my first reason that SEO campaigns fail to the second is an overly narrow approach. You know, if you're launching your company, and, and you're an accountant, you, you don't want to just rank for, say, a Boca Raton account, right? You do want to rank for Boca Raton account, but that shouldn't be the end of the road for you. That shouldn't be all you do. Some people, you know, you may solve problems for people that they don't necessarily equate an accountant with, such as reduce, reducing their taxes, you know, or, or maybe they're researching the tax code to understand a decision that they're about to make. And if they find you, if you if you rank for that keyword, you're catching that that potential customer very early in the buying process. And that's my favorite kind of keyword, Kaylin, because now it's not, you know, hey, I'm talking to three accountants and I'm trying to find out which one I want. It's wow, you have this really interesting perspective. Talk to me, you know, and how can you help me? And you've taken, you know, you've you've leapfrogged the entire sales process and gone right to the beginning. So those are my favorite kind of keywords. We call them long tail keywords in the business. Um, and by the way, that, that article that I mentioned really kind of elaborates on these points, you know, if, if it feels too technical or if it feels too high level, but you know, you really want an expansive keyword approach. That's your best bet. Right. So let me make sure that, that people understand when you go to google.com and you're on that big white screen and there's an empty bar there and it says, you know, what are you searching for? What you type in that bar is the keyword. So it might not just be one word. It might be an entire exactly. phrase, and the longer the phrase, that's that's what Jeremy means by long tail. So if it's three words, you know, that's your keyword phrase. It could be five words. It could be, you know, six words, and that starts to get very, very specific, and then it gets easier to rank uh, for those words because fewer people are going to be addressing that on their website. And the kinds of things, if you're trying to figure out what the right keywords are for you, Start in terms of what are the frequently asked questions you get from people? What are the kinds of things over and over again your clients, when you're out networking, they're asking you about your business because those frequently asked questions may make excellent keywords, uh, keyword phrases. And Absolutely. the other thing that Jeremy was talking about is think outside the box. What are some of the questions sh people should be asking you about your business, like the accountant example, that they, they weren't equating accountants with. They weren't thinking, oh, yeah, an accountant would know the answer to that. What are some should-ask questions? Because those might be really good um, keyword phrases, too, for your business. That was a great summary. You know, search terms and keywords can be used interchangeably. You know, we, we call it keywords in the business. But you're right, it's not just a single word. And uh, this is something that I think most people, it's counterintuitive. Most people that are new to SEO are expecting, you know, everyone to use it like we used to use the yellow pages. And in the yellow pages, you just went to accountants and you looked for the biggest ad and you picked up the phone. But today, you know, we're, we're looking for, there is as many searches, if not far more actually, on Google that are not directly looking for a product and service. They're looking for an answer to a problem or they're looking for more information to right. a problem, right? right? And so that's, that's you know, such some secret sauce that will really get you business, you know, that, that if your competitors are all just, you know, fighting for, you know, Boca Raton accountant and you're out answering all of your potential accountants, uh, potential clients questions, you're going to win. Absolutely. You know, if you're, if you're the one of 
20 dry cleaners in town and everyone's trying to be, you know, dry cleaner Boca Raton, dry cleaner, you know, South Florida, dry cleaner, South Florida, dry cleaner, Boca Raton, dry cleaner, you know, all those common things. But you're the only one in town saying, you know, how do I get coffee out of my coach handbag? How do I, you know, <laughs> these, these kinds of things yeah. that happen. Great one. That's how, and that actually happened to me. That's why I use that example. I took my coach <laughs> bag to my dry cleaner because I'm like, my husband spilled my cup of coffee all over my coach bag, my very first blame coach bag. I, uh, well, he did do it, Jeremy. I'm not just going to blame him. He did do it. <laughs> I said, what do I do about this? You know, and they handled it. But, you know, those are the, those are the ways you make yourself uh, stand out from yeah. the crowd. You know, in a marketplace where you might very well be a commodity, you know, there's lots of dry cleaners. What makes you different and, um, you know, how you can start to differentiate yourself so that people start to notice you. And to inspire your listeners, you know, that same search term is valuable for somebody who has a unique cleaning product. You know, if you're launching a um, organic cleaning product that is, you know, does not hurt leather items, is safe for, um, you know, that's consumable you'd want to go after that same search term, right? So, you know, it's not just the dry cleaner, you know, you got to really be thinking, what, who can I help? Who do I, who do I wish I could meet? Right. And that's a right. great way right. to, to identify those. And again, you know, we have a, a really, um, we get this, this is so important to us. When I present how we do SEO, I, I kind of make a little joke that I'm like, SEO is just two steps, understanding which keywords to rank for and then actually ranking for them. And of course, you know, like ranking for them is way harder, but I do that because so many people skip that first step and it's just so important. And so we, we have a whole article again on juiceresults.com about how to pick the right keywords because the you and I just, it's so intuitive to us, right? But it's not when you don't do this every day. And, right. and we have a worksheet that will help you write down all the problems that you solve. And this is in the book as well. You know, what are the problems you solve? What, you know, who, what are the alternatives to what you do? And it, it'll help you brainstorm those keywords. And it's so valuable to have that before you. You'll think about your SEO so differently when you have a solid keyword list versus when it's this abstract black box called SEO. That's that's such a good point. And I'm glad you brought it back to the book. I didn't, I didn't realize that um, you, you can actually get those kind of worksheets. You can go to the website. And name your mm -hmm. website again for me. Juicyresults.com. J-U-I-C-Y right. results. Juicyresults.com. Or when you pick up the book, The Bootstrapper's Guide to SEO, Jeremy's going to help walk you through some of this thought process that, you know, he and I do naturally because we got sucked into this world and love it, right? But you, mm -hmm. I realize you don't necessarily love it, um, Mr. and Ms. Business Owner. So this, this will help you sort of think through the way a search engine functions and how people end up searching for what you do, even though they might not have been aware that that's what they were looking for when they started their search. So we said that, that a common mistake that you see people make is not knowing what keywords or probably choosing the wrong keywords to try Absolutely. and rank for. Is there another common mistake? Yeah. Um, you know, this goes back to something that's pretty, pretty well known, but still made and that's giving up too quickly. You know, it, it is a long-term approach. Um, I, we, we've made real, real dense, uh, or I shouldn't say dense, but, you know, real improvements to people's traffic in four to six months. Sometimes it's been as much as 12 months. Um, however, like you, you used the word before, you know, assets. I always talk about SEO as an asset. You know, once you've got it with a little bit of, you know, TLC and maintenance, it'll stick around for a long time. And, you know, there are people who did this work 10 years ago that are still, you know, um, getting fruit from the vine. And That's so, true. you know, you definitely want to be thinking about this long-term, you know, That's not true. 
that's true. Yeah, exactly. And like I like I said, it, it's the kind of thing. Um, it can sometimes SEO can resemble uh, rolling that snowball down the hill, you know, and you you can be working it and working it and working it, and then suddenly mm-hmm. it starts to pick up its own momentum, and you've just you know you've built enough of it on your own that it's it organically starts growing on its own. Um, and that's always a lovely thing to see when yes. you don't have to work it so hard anymore. And it continues to be a great uh, investment for you and it keeps giving back. Uh, so, so, yeah, that that's a good point. Hold your hat. Be in it for the long haul. It's, mm-hmm. it's important. And sometimes for some words, it'll take a little longer than others, but it's absolutely worth it. Any time that you've spent doing it is doing it right, I should say, is not lost. Uh, but you might have to keep at it with some words longer than others as they get competitive. But it's it's permanent. A lot of this stuff is very permanent for mm-hmm. your business. And I know that you love, I know that you love process, Kaylin. I heard you say that before. You know the yeah. engineering background. You, I, I do too. You know, being a business owner, I've I've learned that there's a lot of things I can do that are in my head, and that's somewhat valuable. But then there are things I can turn into a process, and that has scale to it, right? That's that has yeah. longevity. Yeah. Yeah. So really the, the book, that was what I, I sat down. I said, when I read this book, we took our operation manual, like literally the book is based on our operations manual. It's a training tool for our new, new juicers here at the oh, company. Okay. And so that was really my goal was if it's the bootstrapper's guide, I don't want to just tell you a bunch of facts and figures. I want to show you, you know, what do I do on a weekly basis? What do I do on a monthly basis? Right. What do you need to do when this happens? Oh, I and so that. I, yeah, you really need, if you're going to take SEO on, or if you're going to hire someone SEO, you know, don't look at it as like some magic potion that's just going to get mixed and all of a sudden work one day. You know, it's a it's a it's a consistent, tedious process, and it doesn't have to be hard at all. You've right. talked a lot about this. I, you know, I've heard, I've listened to your videos, and you talk about writing about your FAQs. You know, you don't have to distinguish. Right now, I'm doing SEO, and right now, I'm marketing my company. You know, if you kind of combine those habits, you can get the the you can get more results from the same amount of effort. So I really want to make sure that, you know, that's what everybody takes away is the only SEO I've ever seen work involves process. You're, you're preaching to the choir that you, you are absolutely singing my song. I love process system. You know, systems can be simple. They don't have to be just mm-hmm. because you're using the word system doesn't mean it has to be complex. It can be, it can be very simple as a matter of fact, but you know, unless you implement it and you're, and you're doing it, on a consistent basis, then you're never going to get any results from it. And that, that requires some patience, but, uh, but I like that, that you're looking at it as a process. Cause that's, you know, that's what being a business owner is. It's running a bunch of processes that you're Absolutely. hoping, you know, bring some sort of result in the end. That's, that's your whole point. Um, I want to take a quick break. Can you hold on while we give people you got it. a chance to, uh, I don't know, get off the treadmill Get out their pad of paper because they're going to want to take notes, whatever it is. You are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business, and we are going to take a very quick break, and then we're going to have more on the Bootstrapper's Guide to SEO and Jeremy Pound and how you can uh, you can be guaranteed a Google first page rank. That should make people come back, right, Jeremy? I, so- <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. We will be right back. 
Tax Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Once there was a smart baby boomer that loved her business. She knew that to grow it, she would need marketing. So she went for a search on the internet and came across all sorts of social media. She went on all the sites and opened accounts, but after starting profiles on all of them, she began to feel overwhelmed. To do all the marketing experts told her to do was just too big a task. She needed a change. Because she was a smart entrepreneur, she chose two of the popular social media sites to market her business. But after months and months, it didn't seem to make any difference. And she saw other savvy business owners using different sites here and blogging over there. When suddenly, she noticed more clever baby boomers going to iKalen.com and leaving so happy, she just had to see for herself. iKalen.com helped her make a marketing plan to grow her business that wasn't too big and wasn't too little. It was just right. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Hey now, this is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business with my special guest today, Jeremy Pound. He is the author of The Bootstrapper's Guide to SEO. And you know how I love me some SEO because I I go geeky like that. Now we have um, talking. We've been talking about search engine optimization, which I have equated to, you know, in the days when you went to the library and there was a card catalog and you had to go through it to find uh, the research topics, the books about the topics that had the things that you needed. That's kind of what the Google is. You know, Google is is a is a company they're providing you a service they are a product and their imperative is to give you the most relevant search results that's why they exist ultimately that's what they do so if you want google to be able to be your friend and not your enemy right you have to feed them the information they need to know what all of your web pages are about to know what your social media profile is about all of these wonderful tools that are available to you on the internet to make them more useful so that Google can tell other people who you are and why you matter and, and what you're doing and how to find you. You need to, you need to be feeding Google the machine, you know, the right kind of information. And that's part of what SEO search engine optimization is all about. And, uh, Jeremy is an expert, his firm, I, I keep, uh, I keep forgetting juicy. That's the only part I can remember. Juicy. 
Juicy results. How can Juicy you forget results. the name? Juicy results. How can I not remember the results part? See, I don't have it written down in front of me. All I can remember is that it's juicy. You need juicy results. I'll, I'll be able to remember it now. Somebody taught me, he's a, um, he taught me to put one hand up and one hand down and like to wiggle my fingers. I got to remember how the process went. There's something about it that sort of activates <laughs> your right and your left brain at the same time. And when you have trouble remembering uh, a word, there's something about when you repeat what it is that for some reason you don't forget it anymore. It was oh, it's fascinating. Yeah, it was really, but it's engaging your right and your left brain at the same time. And then yeah. you end up not forgetting juicy results. You can't see just me, as a side w- note, one hand up, one hand down. Well, this will make you remember it. As a side note, uh, I've been told that some of our female staff get some very funny looks when they go to the bank to cash their paycheck, by the way. (laughs) I'm sure that that's a whole nother podcast, right? Unintentional consequence. Yeah, I'm sure. So we've been talking about some of the uh, common mistakes that small businesses make. And a big part of that is choosing the wrong keywords. And remember, we told you the keyword or the keyword phrase is, is or those words that you type into a search engine like uh, Google.com when you're looking for something. You know, you have a way of saying it and you type mm-hmm. it in. That's a key word. It's not necessarily one word. It's a it's often a phrase, not not just a word. But those are keywords, and one of the common mistakes Jeremy pointed out is people choose the wrong words, or they don't give enough thought to the words. And, and if you go pick up his book, The Bootstrapper's Guide to SEO, he's got um, mechanisms in there, worksheets and things that you can do to help you through a thought process to figure out how people are really looking for you when they go online. It might not be, it might not be the way you think they are quite frankly. So it's good to go through that research. And that's the, one of the biggest mistakes people make. Jeremy was saying that they don't, they don't really think about what these, what these keywords are that need to be search word that people are using to search for you. So that was, that was a really good and important tip, Jeremy, to give people. And that was full circle in the beginning of the conversation, you and I were talking about jargon. And we're all, you know, every business owner I meet talks about their products and services in a, in a very different way than their customers do. That's, and, and oh, that, that's true. Yeah, so that's important. a good point. That's a good point. The way the and here's here's another uh, here's another example. So I I spent many years and still do on occasion as a commercial lighting designer, right? Design working with architects to design the lighting for a, a building. You're quite the Renaissance woman. I am. Um, Although I can't spell renaissance. I'll have to wiggle my fingers. (laughs) Renaissance, renaissance. Um, So in my industry, right, a lamp is not the thing that you sit on your end table and you twist the little knob and the light bulb goes on. Okay. Okay. The lamp is the light bulb. Ah. That's my jargon, right? So when I talk lamps with other lighting designers, we're talking about what you would call a light bulb. Yes. So when you're talking to the end user, sometimes it, it could get confusing for them because what they call the lamp, right, the table lamp, to us, that's a fixture. Can you imagine how frustrating consumers would be if they typed in lamp into Google and they got light bulbs? Right. You know what I mean? They, they, they yes. wouldn't expect that. They exactly. would not you know, expect exactly. that at all. So you really have to be careful of your jargon because the way you and your cronies, you know, talk about stuff – might not be the way the the end user is looking for it. And that's that's a really important thing to know. So just another little example of how uh, how we speak jargon. So 
let's let's help people um, maybe put some of this into play. What are some of the first things a business should do, right? If they have very little visibility when when they go online, you know the the whole mm-hmm. if I build it, they will come. You know, they put up a website and they can't figure out why no one's finding them. That's a great question. And you know, for people in my position who have very established sites, we're typically the wrong people to ask, right? Because the things you do five years into SEO efforts are very different than the things you do five days into SEO efforts. Um, I, I forced myself to think that through um, because I was asked that question. So, you know, it, it's a really good point. So I do want to say that, you know, sometimes you go find someone who's doing great at SEO and you ask them, you know, it's like asking a, like a marathon runner, you know, how to lose weight. I mean, they're just so far into it, you know, yeah, that they're going to give yeah. you different information, right? So, you know, first, what I want to say is if, you, if you're a new business, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a new business or not. Here's something, here's the first checklist, right? It's not actually what you and I have been talking about. It's not about ranking for Boca Raton accountant. The first thing I want every customer to do, or every business to do, is put in their company name, their brand names, and their key executive names, right? And, and what comes back? And, you, and I, I'm blown away when I Google someone's company name and I can't even find them. I, I subconsciously feel like they're like a fake money laundering operation. They're not a real business. You know, that's unfair, but that's doesn't it feel that way sometimes and when you go to Google someone's name? That's a good point. When somebody puts your business name in Google and you don't show up, that's a fishy red flag for them, whether, whether they is. realize it. You know, whether it's subconscious or conscious, mm-hmm. they're going, hmm, you know, what's up with this? This company doesn't really exist or this person yeah. doesn't exist. Where are they? And when you Google those names, remember, not just your company name, but like if you've got if you've got unique product names. So, for example, we come up number one for guaranteed SEO, which is a product name for us. We come up uh, for my name, which is a key executive. Um, so you want to make sure that you not only get the first spot, you, what you want to accomplish is what I like to jokingly call page one domination. And I didn't invent that term. I heard that, but I love that. And so I want you, the first thing I want you to do for your name is to achieve page one domination. And that means almost every result on page one is you. And so, you know, I did a little test. If I put in Kaylin Amadio, uh, it's a great example. I'm, I'd get, I've got consistent, positive results. I've got your LinkedIn profile. I've got your Google Plus page. I see you doing a little dance. It's yes. great. Jeremy you know, can you've see got your me Twitter on, on account. video. I'm raising the roof. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's exactly what you want, and and you you're doing it perfectly. So I would I would recommend if if someone is listening and their company name's not coming up, if they Google your name, they've got a template for what they need to do. And and I you know on that note, I have a, a in the book as well as on our website. There's a blog post. I think it's called How to Accomplish Page One Domination. And I have a list of sites that Google will rank very highly for easy search terms. So what we've learned is that when Google doesn't have a perfect match page for something, it, it kind of falls back on very popular websites like YouTube, eBay, LinkedIn, Google Plus, Twitter, right? So right. you need all those. Even if, I mean, you know, and I've heard you say, Kaylin, you know, you don't want everyone to go out and get every single social media profile, right? Because it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. but at least establishing your profile, right? And making sure that it's yours and it's got positive information so that a competitor can't grab it. You know, that that's the easiest way to get page one domination. And to give you a little tip, Find the competitors that are ranking better than you. So if you're that Boca Raton accounting firm, just to keep coming back to the same example, Mm -hmm. find the people that are ranking. Google their company name, open a spreadsheet, 
go through the first couple pages and list all the sites. And if you, once you've done that, you're going to, you're going to keep coming on the same 10 or 15 sites. Right. right. You know, like I said, you and I already talked about, it. they're going to be the, all the social media profiles. They're going to be the yellowpages.com, which still exists. Um, it's going to be, you know, the directories like Monta. There's a new one um, that's gaining a lot of ground, publicreputation.com. There's just these sites. And they're just data sites, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take – there's no reason for you to hire someone to do this. I mean, you could have a personal assistant do it. You can probably find a virtual assistant, very inexpensive, if you don't want to do the work. But it doesn't require a professional, right? And this, this just a little bit of brute force is going to give you page one domination, And not only is that going to solve what you and I were just talking about, which is that red flag that, you know, wait a minute, these guys aren't even online. You know, Caitlin's supposed to be, you know, an Internet consultant and I can't even find her. Who's she hiding from? You know, (laughs) those are the things that, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's not right, but it's kind of our it's the modern day background check. You know, when you're when you're hiring someone, you look them up. Well, you say it's not right, but it's it's very indicative. It's indicative of potential problems. You know, are you walking your walk or, or not? So, yeah. you know, and that's a great point in the article in the book or the section when I wrote about this, I, I've done a lot of speaking um, to medical conferences, to doctors about about online reputation. It's such a hot spot for, yeah, for professional for service. Yes, yes. And I say, you know, most people don't get involved in, in online reputation until they have a problem. Right. And so to them, it's a reactive. It's a bad word. But, you know, day one, when I was starting my company, I just went out and built this reputation. And so if you. You know, if you search us, there's so much good information that that one day, you know, we're we're a large company with lots of clients. One day, somebody is upset and they leave leave a review. Now it's a needle in a haystack instead right. of a needle on a piece of felt, right? right. So right. when you've got no reputation at all out there and someone leaves a bad review, it's just it can be so damaging. And yeah, people have that called can be me devastating and, for yeah. for a small business. It really can. It becomes their number one problem, and they, they've literally put everything else on hold until they can try to figure this out because they know they're losing business because of it. Yep. So, you know, hopefully to your listeners that hasn't happened yet, what I would recommend them is just go out and build that haystack. Build it today and build it so that, you know, not to hide negative reviews, but so that if I take a scan of, the, of page one, you're telling me the same story all the way down. You know, this is something that, you know, we all kind of subconsciously do, whether we realize it or not, but we never really trust the guy that's a jack of all trades that like one day is selling, you know, makeup products and the other day, you know, the next day is doing mortgages, right? You know, like we just don't believe that person can be a real expert in one thing. So when someone Googles you, make sure they're getting that consistent story. And and I think especially for, you know, your listener audiences, this is going to be, you know, don't even worry about ranking for those keywords that you and I talked about until you knock this out of the way, because that's actually going to make everything else I'm about to talk about even easier. Okay. So Google just, you know, Google's just like you and I, they actually have software that kind of makes that same decision you and I just did. And they say, well, you know, here's Kaylin. She's all over the place. You know, she's always talking about internet marketing. You know, other people seem to be talking about her while they're talking about internet marketing, right? And so you, you by default, are just going to naturally start to be associated with these keyword terms. And so it's great. Like we talked about before, you don't have to be wearing your SEO hat one day and then your marketing hat the next day. With a little bit of education, it all kind of becomes the same effort, right? Right. And so, you know, getting that page one of the way is, is, is your foundation, you know? And once you have that, um, you know, then I joke about, again, I, I said before my little, my two part, there's two, you know, there's two steps to ranking. There's two steps to SEO, identify the keywords you want to rank for and then rank for them. Right. And so I just want to bring that back. You know, once you've gotten that page one domination out of the way, you know, get that keyword list and, and really, and remember is you and I have really, um, made the kind of the theme of our conversation, 
you know, don't get lost in your own jargon. Don't limit your targeting solely to accounting. You know, think about taxes, right? If you're an attorney and you like the word attorney, remember that your customers might use lawyer, right? And it's such a simple example, but it's amazing how that one particularly comes up to me over and over again. Yeah. And, uh, and the lamp one was a, was a great one. I'm going to use that one when people call from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been looking, I always look for more examples It's true. That. It's true. You know, yeah. it, it, can, it confuses people otherwise. Yeah. And, so you, you know, jargon can be very deadly if you're not aware yes. that you're using it. Speak yeah. simple. Save it, save it for the industry trade shows, right? Yes, exactly. Not for your marketing. And yeah. that's where you can all geek out together with your jargon yeah. and make it and make each other happy. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to everyone else, you, you have to figure out how how people are, are yeah. speaking of you to be found. And you know, speaking of page one domination, that's a very good point. And I and I do tell people because I don't want them to get overwhelmed if they're starting from scratch in terms of social mm-hmm. media and go open up you know profiles at eight different places. And then leave them. That's no yes. good. But it really doesn't take a huge effort to post something once a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, just to maintain a profile to place that you know you're not you're not going to use it very often, but it's going to help you get page one domination. Because once you've got that page one domination that Jeremy's talking about, you could, and you figured out what your keywords are. You know, every social media platform and e- even all of these directories like, you know, the YPs and the Yelps and the Angie's lists and and all of these kinds of, of directories, too, that show up on page one. They have places for you to put words about what you do, these keywords. And when you start to get consistent across all of these places that are dominating page one with the same keywords over and over again, Google is making those connections about you. You know, I probably didn't, I did probably didn't crystallize that enough. Uh, Kayla, it's such a great point. If you could look at all of our profiles, they all say the internet marketing agency for the fortune 5 million, which is really our tagline. And right. so that really associates, uh, associates us with internet marketing. And I see yours are very consistent. And I think that sometimes we, for whatever reason, feel like, Oh, well, if I said this here, I should say this there. And, and we, we try to get too cute with it. Right. right. And, and really you're absolutely right. If all you just, over the place. Yeah. Or, you, or you open them at different consistent. times and, you know, your, your marketing changes over time and you've got this tagline now and three years later, your tagline's a little different and, yeah. you know, things like that. You need to go go through and sort of tidy things up, up, you know, spend an afternoon and tidy everything up. Yeah, that's literally in the book. I mean, Kaylin, we do that when we take on a new client. We literally go back and we just make a spreadsheet of all of their first several pages for their name. And then we just say, what, what do you guys want to rank for? Because we're going to go back and edit every single one of these right. to include that keyword. right. And you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very fond of saying there's very little in life that is rocket science, with the exception of rocket science and <laughs> brain surgery. Right? Everything yeah. else can be done just a little bit at a time. Yeah. Now, you you're, don't have to let it right. overwhelm you. You take that spreadsheet that that you've uh, you've put all of your research into, and you tell yourself, you know, one day a week for this period of time, I'm going to attack as much as I can. And you and yeah. you go as far as you can, and that's it. And you can close it until the next week. But as long if you're methodical about it, and, and you've created this process out of it, you or someone within your firm or someone you've hired, you know, a virtual assistant or a part-time assistant, um, you'd be surprised when you look over your shoulder six months later how much has actually been accomplished. You know, if I write a children's book version of my book one day, Kaylin, it's yeah. just going to be called The Tortoise and the Hare because that's simply like what you just said. Just if you just keep at it, no matter how small it is, you'll ultimately outrun everybody. Right. 
and that, that's exactly that's a good analogy for SEO. That is a, a lot what it's like. It's like the story yeah. of the tortoise, little by little. Because you know, the truth is, your competition's not going to do it. It's just amazing. You know, it's just that little by little they burn out, they go all in, and then they give up. You know, and if right. you're the one doing it, you said you know it doesn't take that much work to go back and post something on these profiles every now and then. And and I want to actually help your audience know what to post on there because that kind of is the next thing that I would suggest they okay. do, right? So you know that you know the keywords you're going after, right? It's such a pivotal step, right? Don't overthink it. Get something down, you know, 20 keywords, 50 keywords. It really depends how many products and services you have. But if you have three keywords, you haven't gone far enough, okay? And and now I want to piggyback on something that, that you teach. And that is, you know, what are what are the FAQs that I have for my customers? I answer 10 phone calls a week or 10 phone calls a day, whatever it is. And you're going to find common themes. What is it that everybody wants to know? What is it that I wish that, what is it that people aren't asking that I wish they would ask when they would call in, right? And so you're going to generate this huge keyword list of, of articles that you can write, videos that you can make, content for your website. Google rarely, in my experience, if I, if I, if I took all the websites that have great SEO and all the websites that don't, I can pretty much tell you there's going to be one major thing. The ones that are ranking kind of look like newspapers or magazines. They put out new content about the same topics over and over and over again. The sites that don't rank got built in a day or a week or a month or six months and they just kind of stagnant. You know, you want to look, you want dusty. Yeah. You want the number. If if I charted the number of your pages, you want it to look like a steady, you know, hill. You just want to see it going up. It's a slope, I guess. So you want to see that, you know, every week or every month, whatever it is, you're just adding new content to your site. And by the way, that content should line up pretty good with those keywords that you're going after. And I'm going to let you, if there's one takeaway from, from the whole call, I mean, from the whole meeting, the, the secret, the dirty little secret to SEO, that is, it's like one of those simple things that everybody overlooks, you know, is basically that, you know, the best way to get found in search engines is simply to have the best answers to your customers' problems. And that's it. And, and for whatever reason, like everyone I talk to about SEO wants to go all in and talk about the technical side and that, hey, I, I changed this meta tag and I got this directory listing. And, and it's like we just step right over the obvious thing, which is basically, you know, Google is a product and it wants you to have the best information for what your customer is searching for. And in an ideal world, you you can be anywhere on any device and any location, not even at your desktop, want to know something, type it in, make one click and be where you want to be. Have the information you want to know. That's Google's dream. And if you can align what you're doing with that, then you're going to be riding the wave rather than swimming against the current. Right. And they will uh, subtly reward you for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You're, you're, you're performing the activity they want you to perform. Yeah, I, that that's a very good point. SEO is a, a, a technical sort of uh, thing, but in the end, when you're on a search engine, it's a person mm-hmm. that's hunting for information typically to solve a problem mm-hmm. at that moment yeah. in time. And that's really all they want. So, th- you know, we were using some other jargon, you know, meta tags and keywords and, and some of this stuff that's happening in the code, you know, of the page and all these things that we can get caught up in and people who literally, you know, s- try and study Google's algorithm and they'll make a tiny little tweak, you know, within that code and, and things you know, that's the technical and the geeky side of it. And that forgets the human side, you know, the person to person side. I really just want to solve my problem. 
can you do that for me? And that's what someone's looking for when they get to your website. You got it. And it goes back to punctuate, you know, the more that you can think like your customer, the better your SEO is going to be. Right. Because you're going to be thinking two steps ahead of them. And, and, you know, I talk a lot about this in the book. It's kind of like, you know, you don't just take for granted what the customer is thinking when they're a customer. Think about that whole process. When they wake up one day and they decide that they maybe want to get onto social media, they're using a different language than when they, after they've done the research. And then they're going to use different language after they've had some success. So if you really timeline out that whole buying process, you're gonna, you're not, you're never gonna run out of keywords. You're never gonna run out of ideas for content. And if you just chip away at that, your marketing is gonna go through the roof. And, and it's just a reinforcement. There are clients I've gotten that I meet at, and you know, you and I were talking about BNI, and I used to be involved in BNI. I used to love when I would meet someone and they would ask me a question. I said, you know what? I have an article about that on my site, and it goes way more in depth in it than I can here. And then I'd shoot it to him as an email. And, you know, I did that for SEO originally, but it had this, you know, secondary uh, ancillary consequence of like, wow, this guy really knows this stuff. He's actually got it on his site. And these are all the questions I had. And then he sends it to five friends. Right. And, and right. so, you know, you, that's what I go back to. You're probably doing it wrong when you're just putting, locking yourself in a room and putting your SEO hat on and thinking that everything you're doing is just for SEO. There are certainly some things that you need to know about SEO that will make all that other effort faster, better, you know, catalyze it. But it, it should all be focused around helping your customer. And that goes back to, you know, what we said at the very beginning. If you can help, you can have anything you want in life if you can help enough other people get what they want. And I think that you should really look at your SEO that way as well. Excellent. That's an excellent stopping point. I warned you that I could talk to you all day. But we've got to let people get off the treadmill. They're exhausted now after listening to us for all this time. <laughs> they got, they got a bonus session in today. They real And they really need to get a glass of water. So we're going to let them go. Tell people the best way to get in touch with you and how to get your book. Well, I've really appreciated the conversation, Kaylin, and, and I'd love to you know be of more service to everyone else. Uh, the book is called The Bootstrapper's Guide to SEO. And uh, as you can imagine, if you Google that title, you're going to land right on the page where you can get that book. Uh, our website is juicyresults.com, and we have an entire section of internet marketing tips. And they're really what we talked about in this conversation, not just theory, but worksheets you can download, exercises you can go to. You know, we really try to write them so that when you're done, you're in a better place. And, and lastly, uh, I am Jeremy Pound, J-E-R-E-M-Y-P-O-U-N-D, just like the weight on Twitter. And uh, you can follow myself or Juicy Results, and we're constantly putting out information like this. Excellent. And if uh, you were not able to write any of that down for some reason, always come back to actlocalmarketing.com and you can search uh, SEO, Bootstrapper, search Jeremy Pound, search Juicy Results. Any of those things will help <laughs> you find this particular podcast episode and I will uh, have posted in the article itself many of these links and things so that you can find Jeremy and you can find his book, The Bootstrapper's Guide to SEO. So Jeremy, thank you so much for spending time with me today. It's been a pleasure. I have really enjoyed it. Um, as I knew I would, a fellow, a fellow SEO geek, I knew I would have fun with you today. And those of you out there, you're listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business, where you know every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern time, I bring you a new guest like Jeremy uh, of JuicyResults.com. 
See, the whole the whole hand, the finger wiggling worked. I remember now. Got it now. Juicyresults.com, where, uh, he, you know, these people bring you their, their golden nuggets, and they give them away freely for you so that you can move your business at least one step further into prosperity, which is what I want for you. So until next time, I would very much like you to take care. Join Kaylin for more marketing madness each week on Act Local Marketing. It will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Act Local Marketing for Small Business goes live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern and can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and at actlocalmarketing.com. Have a question for Act Local? Email Kaylin at ask at actlocalmarketing.com. That's A-S-K at actlocalmarketing.com. And she may answer you right on air. Make sure to include your name and business website for a free shout out. Don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about Act Local and leave Kaylin a review at the iTunes store. See you next time on Act Local Marketing for Small Business.